Now, I respect the autonomy of the local church, and I really think our pastors and our church leaders have a great deal of wisdom, and most all of our churches are listening to the counsel of the medical community as we fight this virus. So I think this is an incredible opportunity for the body of Christ to shine. But I would reiterate that for the near future, uh, it would be best if churches not gather for worship, but they do everything they can to intentionally connect with their people and beyond. Hello and welcome into this edition of Video Radio BNR. Uh, we're trying something new today. We're going to do a video podcast with our executive director at the Tem uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, Randy Davis. Uh, Randy, thanks for being a part of it. Uh, my honor, Chris. Well, we've been on this Zoom a lot here lately, uh, especially this week with a lot of changes that have come down all related to the, to the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, situation. And uh, it, this has just become a, a, an important tool for us here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Um, just talk a little bit about kind of where we are as a Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and then we want to talk about churches as well. But wh where, where are we as a Tennessee Baptist Mission Board in, as, in relation to the uh, coronavirus? Well, I think we're doing all we can to serve our churches. That is our mantra. That's our mission. That's what we do. And uh, the, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is, is open. We are doing all we can to serve our people. Uh, you mentioned these Zoom calls. We have uh, had Zoom calls, uh, Dr. Steve Holt and Wes Jones and I with, with every DOM in our state. Uh, we've probably touched base uh, through Zoom calls or through, the, through my cell phone. We've touched base with probably 200 pastors already, just myself, and our staff is very geared toward touching base with all of our people and serving them every way that we possibly can. And, you know, if somebody, uh, we have dispersed our staff to work outside the office, all of them, but the functionality of the CSC is as good as ever. Somebody calls our main number, we have somebody answering our phones. And so I would encourage our people to stay in touch. Yeah, you know, uh, emails, obviously we're still receiving emails. Uh, I know that you even mentioned uh, as, as late as this morning in our staff meeting that um, uh, uh, just the need for our harvest field leaders and our dispersed staff to really be checking in on our churches at this time. Well, you know, we're not going 24-7, but we're available 24-7. Our staff is working what seems to be overtime. If anyone goes to the website, if they look at the helps that have been populated into our website for churches, very pragmatic, very user-friendly kind of helps, uh, they'll see the kind of work that our staff's been doing over the past several days. Yeah, and that website is tnbaptist.org slash cbresources. So that's a great resource for you. Uh, we're updating that constantly. There's some helps on there for um, everything from how to get your, your church online through a Facebook Live to some other things, uh, some re great resources from Lifeway Christian Resources. In addition to 
Um, you want to check out our Facebook every day. Uh, we're posting multiple times a day with some resources as they come in, as we've come across them, wanting to pass that along. Well, one of the comments that uh, you made earlier this week in a video that we sent out uh, through Facebook and then also pushed out to pastors and uh, directors of missions was just the, the, the gathering together as a church body in a local church setting and what your, your counsel was with that. Would you just recap, recap that for us? Yeah, I'll be happy to, Chris. Um, I got several calls uh, from churches and said, they said, Brother Randy, what would you do? Now, I respect the autonomy of the local church, and I really think our pastors and our church leaders have a great deal of wisdom. And most all of our churches are listening to the counsel of the medical community as we fight this virus. Uh, what they are discovering is the only way to stop it is to have social distancing. Therefore, they have requested that churches not gather. They've, and they, they didn't just center, uh, they did not just uh, ask churches to do this. Um, the Simon Company, that is the property management for over 250 malls across this country, closed their malls yesterday. And uh, so restaurants are not open. Everybody's doing their part to stop this virus. And it's very important that churches do the same thing. Now, what I do believe, Chris, is that uh, you never waste a crisis. And what this crisis is doing, it is pushing our churches into avenues of ministry that they have not, not given this much attention to before. I've gotten uh, probably five different texts or phone calls from pastors that are looking at equipping their churches to do a drive-in theater type of broadcast in the parking lots of their churches where the pastor goes out on a little platform and uh, they secure a radio wave and the people pull up in their cars, they tune to an AM station or an F, uh, I suppose AM station and they listen to a message, they listen to worship in the parking lot of the churches without ever getting out of their cars. Uh, that kind of creative thinking is what I'm talking about. I will reiterate that on Monday, talked to a pastor in the Knoxville area that uh, did their streaming of their services uh, from the sanctuary. Nobody was in the sanctuary, but the pastor and a few other people. And uh, their audience was much, much larger than it would have been uh, if they had met on campus that day. And he had said they had many more people professing Christ as Lord and wow. Savior uh, on that day. And the pastor and the staff got the names and got the uh, addresses and contact information of people making professions of faith. So I think this is an incredible opportunity for the body of Christ to shine. But I would reiterate that for the near future, uh, it would be best if churches not gather for worship, but they do everything they can to intentionally uh, connect with their people and beyond. Yeah, and, and if you're going to your church to, um, uh, to the drive-in theater style church, it is uh, bring your own popcorn for that. Don't share popcorn. Um, oh. so 
social. You could pack a you could pack a lunch and make it a picnic. That's true. You could take your lawn chairs and sit out front, but uh, you know, no no sharing of, of popcorn. So, uh, yeah, and that's great. I actually saw one of our churches here in Tennessee, a large church that uh, you know generally runs a little over two thousand in in uh, worship services on Sunday saw a spike in their online audience to over 20,000 20, uh, this past weekend. So, um, you know, the early church was adaptable. They had to find ways to get done what they needed to do to, uh, to be the church. And, you know, this is an opportunity for us to live a, um, the book of Acts in the virtual world. So that's uh, a great opportunity for us. Um, one of the things that has been a bit of a concern, especially for some of our smaller churches, is just the aspect of giving, uh, tithes and offerings, and you know, um, uh, this this is going to be a bit of an economic challenge for us uh, and nationally over the next several weeks. But so many of our churches, well, all of our churches, but especially some of our smaller churches, are really uh, 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 dependent upon those tithes and offerings. Uh, as we are here, about um, being able to exercise the ministries that we've been given. So just talk a little bit about the importance of churches continuing to to find mechanisms where people can give, but also the importance of people continuing to give. Exactly. Uh, Chris, I think we're going to see the unemployment rate skyrocket. You talk about malls closing and restaurants closing and factories shutting down. The natural result of that is going to be that um, unemployment is going to go up quite a bit. And then the on this flip side of that, you've got the stock market going down 30%. So the available cash and donations is, is uh, going to be limited. However, those that uh, do have gainful employment, those people that have ways to give, you can't outgive God. Mm-hmm. Um, churches have got to step up to the plate and they've got to meet needs in their own communities. They've got to meet needs of their own people uh, during these days of, of difficult time. As a denomination, we still have uh, nearly 4,000 missionaries around the world that uh, need our support. Uh, we have got their children that need our support. We've got ministries going on at home and around the U.S. that need support. And um, I remember in the in the last great recession, when Doug White was pastor of uh, First Baptist Oneida, their unemployment rate reached to 21-22% in Scott County. And First Baptist Church Oneida said, uh, you know, we're, we're in the midst of a great economic downturn, but we're going to step up what we're giving through the cooperative program and through Annie and Lottie and the Golden Offering Tennessee Missions. And it was just incredible to see what God did in that church. Their offerings actually increased during a time of great recession. So I just know that you can't outgive God. And I would encourage our churches to really take care of their own, take care of their own communities. But the light that shines the farther is shines the brightest at home. Yeah, and uh, if, if churches do not have a mechanism by which they can collect money online, uh, those tithes and offerings, uh, you can either contact us here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board and somebody will be help, uh, willing to help you with that. 
or um, and uh, go to that tnbaptist.org slash CV resources. And uh, we just posted an article yesterday that has a number of different options on it for how to give. We here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board use Easy Tithe with our churches for them transferring money. Um, it's uh, one that we feel like is really reliable, uh, but there are some other options on there and, and that article will walk you through and you'll see that on the research, uh, resources page. Great resource. Randy, last thing we want to talk about is, you know, we just got blasted, uh, which almost is out of the news cycle at this point, uh, about the tornadoes uh, last week, week before, um, here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, however, it, it looks like our disaster relief teams here in Tennessee are going to have another uh, unique opportunity. And just talk a little bit about uh, what our state director and disaster relief, Wes Jones, has been talking with uh, CDC about regarding coronavirus. CDC contacted our uh, disaster relief folks last Friday. They were on a group call from people around the country. And uh, the CDC said that they expect the number of people that are quarantined to rise dramatically in the weeks ahead. In preparing for that, uh, they are going to be, they, they ask us, would we mobilize to help them with that? Studying all the logistics over the weekend, we came back to them on Friday when they wanted to know if we could help, and we said, yes, we can. Uh, the officers of the Tennessee Baptist Convention, as well as the chairman and chair-elect of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, uh, said, yes, we absolutely want to help. We don't know exactly what all that's gonna look like yet, but we can envision churches that have large kitchens uh, preparing meals. And uh, Dr. Steve Holt and Wes Jones have contacted all of our DOMs across the state and um, talked to them about the opportunity to mobilize our churches, particularly our students, those that can to take these meals and deliver them to people that are quarantined. And the way that would pragmatically work is they take a meal to the front door, our meals, and they leave them on the front porch and they ring the doorbell and uh, the people would re receive them. They're not getting in contact with anybody that has been quarantined. They're just offering this incredible, incredible benevolent ministry. So we're gearing up for that through disaster relief, through our uh, great DOMs, uh, associations across our state. And I'm already hearing of ministries like that. Our camp at Carson Springs Conference Center, um, you know, we've had to cancel events to the end of April, but we are repurposing so many of our resources. Uh, the Cock County School System, um, there is a ministry group that is using our cafeteria now and they are having school children come by and pick up meals that are being prepared with the schools out and you're talking about one of the most impoverished areas uh in the southeast indeed in the whole nation and sometimes the only square meal that many of our children get are in their public schools so we're filling that gap I know that down in Hamilton County at that association, they're doing something similar. Uh, you're gonna find the church stepping up and ministering like this and sharing the gospel uh, when they have the opportunity to. 
Yeah, you had mentioned uh, earlier this week in the other video that you know, now is not the time for us to gather, it's the time for us to scatter. And, uh, you know, talking about, you know, gathering together in the building, uh, we're exposing our, each other to, to you know, possible risk, but to scatter not only in, in some sort of virtual worship, whether that's in the parking lot or whether that's, uh, uh, you know, through technology, but really, that really is what we ought to be doing anyway as the church is, is not staying gathered, but staying scattered in our communities and serving in that way. So you've also mentioned this a great commission, uh, great commandment opportunity uh, for, our, for our folks across Tennessee. Absolutely. We can love our neighbors. We can practice the social distancing that's being recommended, but that does not mean we hibernate. We go into holy hibernation. It means we look for opportunities to safely connect. And uh, I think loving folks and paying attention to their needs and meeting those needs as safely and as best we can, it's going to be incredible. I've, I've been saying since the beginning, I believe this can be the church's finest hour in our lifetime of really having an impact. Well, Randy, we'll probably pop in next week. Uh, this situation with the COVID is changing on a daily basis. Um, so we definitely want to uh, keep putting information out. Uh, two great ways for you to follow us is to be sure and check out that uh, website, tnbaptist.org slash cvresources. And then the other way is, again, our Tennessee Baptist uh, Facebook page, which if you just type in the URL, tnbaptist, uh, sorry, uh, facebook.com slash tnbaptist. And if you're already on Facebook, just go out and search us, follow us, that way you can get updates. Well, Randy, we'll look forward to touching base again sometime early next week and keeping our Tennessee Baptists informed. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.